Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Uh, with me this week, uh, first of all, to discuss the possibility of whether we can catch and overhaul Manchester City or whether we should give up on our hopes of uh, winning the championship this year. It's Jim Grant. Hello. Hello, Jim. Everything all right? Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, also joining us, uh, radio producer and uh, uh, capo consigliere in uh, uh, West Ham Independent Support, West Ham United Independent Supporters Association. Supportive lieutenant, I think. Is probably Supportive the best, lieutenant. Uh, the best uh, the way to be, yeah. West Ham United. Uh, independent supporters the money man Huisa Huisa the uh, secretive organisation with tendrils reaching into all strata of society um, with sinister is that is that an accurate description that's why we're hoping to do it good Uh, I think I thought basically the secret underground yes exactly exactly the um, at, at the moment, you're a completely open organisation that has no secrets and, and that everyone knows about. But ultimately, you'd like to become secretive and beavering away behind the scenes affecting politics and all strata of society, like the Illuminati. Well, it's a little bit like that, but at the moment, we've got some website problems, so we can't send any emails out. But that will be changed soon. So we are quite secretive. We are well, doing things behind the scenes. Well, have, you, have you been to the Mafia's website? I mean, it's really... <laughs> it's, it's, very, yeah. it's very user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I downloaded something from it and it was, it was corrupted. <laughs> Which is sort of like a pun. Not, but not really a pun. Not, not a good pun. It's not a real pun. Um, so we've, uh, we didn't do this last week. So there are, in fact, three games to talk about. We've played... Th- the Hams have played three games of football in eight days. Days. Three games of football in eight days with a rather satisfactory <laughs> points haul. Yeah, um, yeah. This extraordinary development is something that we're going to be dissecting over the next nine to 11 hours. Um, so, Jim, what are your initial thoughts about those three games? This season, Stop Hammer Time is brought to you in association what? with Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Ladbrokes will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. Look for these and other offers at bet.westhampodcast.com. Well, I'm not sure that that, that entirely entirely answered the question. Well, I, th- I thought it was very clear. I see. Well, okay. Well, that's that's your opinion, Jim. And uh, we're all about opinions on this uh, podcast. It's a game of opinions. Very much is. so. Yeah. Very much. So, we've played uh, these three games in, in, in a week uh, against Chelsea, Arsenal and Stoke. And I've come away with seven, seven points. points. <laughs> Something's gone horribly right. Um, George, what do you make of all of this? These, desi- these terrible developments that have, seem to have happened. It feels I'm back from some sort of horrible rehab mm. and i'm just elated and joyous to be part of the world again it's actually you know sort of after chelsea we said we quite enjoyed that yes and i bounced i i had to rush home after arsenal because uh, i know to start and then end up staying up for two hours watching match of the day because we were on last mm. and my wife was saying why are you so happy you only drew because it was magnificent yes it was just glorious it was the fact that we contained them yes. i could you know very nearly well, nicked it. Very nearly nicked we it. We did. Yeah. We did. And you know, and um, I remember, you know, I, I was I was in a bar in Portugal when we played uh, Newcastle, and I watched it with my boy, and he was going, "But Dad, what's going on?" I said, "Not a clue. No, not, no, a sh- no. not a sh- But you can understand, you know, maybe because you know David Moyes is of a certain age. Yeah. He's old. Mm-hmm. He does old-fashioned football. We're old-fashioned guys. We can understand when <laughs> yeah. people defend, have a midfield, then an attack. Well, it might have been the. Uh, it's probably the Arsenal game, but Pete Ward, uh, founder founder member of this pop- podcast, uh, turned to me in the Ars- uh, during the Arsenal game, I think, and sort of said, "You know, I'm really starting to lose a lot of my kind of former respect for Slav because, you know, all of this could have happened under him, and some new guys come in and made these improvements happen that haven't been because of a change of personnel. They haven't been, you know, apart from the manager. You know, they are." 
he's just got them to sort of do their jobs to defend. You know, we we said um, we said after the Chelsea game uh, because obviously. Um, we had had our heroic, life-affirming loss to Manchester City before that, but oddly positive. Um, the, certainly when an attack came from the sort of Chelsea left, they knew what to do every time. Mm. Lanzini tracked back, sort of... Uh, um, Masuaku. Yeah, Zabaleta. And yep. if it came down the left, sort Sorry. of Zabaleta and um, uh, uh, Lanzini sort of doubled up on them. The kind of right-sided central defender moved over. They they had a... Every single time an attack came down, so they, they did exactly the same thing because it looked like they'd been told to do that. And but that's exactly what happened in Slav's first season at Upton Park. Mm. He, that, you know, you could see that they, he trained them to kind of hunt in packs and press people. Yeah. And I don't really know what happened in the 18 months after that. After you know, no. it, it just got to the stage where we weren't pressing, we weren't chasing people down. And hopefully it's just not a bounce, but it, you know, it, it, looks, in, it looks very agreeable. Yeah. And we, you know, our ageing but excellent squad should be able yeah, to stay yeah. up this year. Well, oddly, I mean, you know, one thing that seemed uh, uh, disastrous, given the kind of style of football that Slav attempted to play when he first came and did very successfully, a kind of uh, a counter-attacking style, suddenly this looked like the slowest bunch of footballers you had ever seen collected. But in fact, with... Uh, the Chelsea game playing Antonio up front. You kind of, oh God, Antonio on his own. That seems a bit odd. But then you saw his thinking kind of going, well, you know, he's pretty quick. He's also big and can kind of muscle his way out with the ball and carry the ball, you know, 30 yards up the field, you know. Up front, he's put two quick physical uh, players. And uh, and even when he's had options of you know Hernandez and Saka available to him on the bench he's 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 put those two up front mm. and uh, they have been uh, a headache for anyone trying to defend against mm-hmm. them because they are quick and they they don't get muscled off the ball very easily either no no um, and in fact a lot of those breakaways have been good i mean uh, you, you know the the post match interviews with managers of teams we've played during that spell have quite accurately but a little bit uncharitably said they parked the bus they parked the bus guardiola said it uh, wenger said it but actually the breakaways we had were probably better chances certainly in the arsenal game than theirs even you at know, man city we were we yeah. were counter attacking well well this, Guardi- you know We'll park your bus and you can break, park your state coach and your oil rigs yeah. and your, you know, your sovereign wealth in front of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, what, what option do we have apart from trying to hit them on the back? No, that's right. We, we want to come and play your game. We want to fall into your trap and you want us to sort of, you know, try and play tick attack against yeah, you. Yeah. We'll end up getting ripped apart as yes. Tottenham did on Saturday. Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, at uh, 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 the stage we were at in the season and, and the predicament we were in, we absolutely had to do what we did. And in a funny way, it's it's... It's surprising how much kind of intac- attacking intent we were able to sort of put into action. The, the sort of the um, uh, you know that fu- that final shot from Hernandez that hit the underside mm, of the yeah. bar. I mean, a centimetre, and I that think was in. Check gets fingertips on it. It just got fingertips. Right, on it. Right. I don't know if it was enough to actually sort of count as a save. Yeah, I think yeah. he certainly got yeah. something on it. Yes, we nearly snuck that game, and, yeah. and there and you a know, great reverse ball from Noble. Yes, to play him in. yeah, yeah. And there's also a fantastic moment where Masuaku almost, you know, did a, yeah, a messy yeah. turn. It was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, against yeah. Chelsea, he was he was awesome. Yeah, he had a great game against Chelsea. Chelsea. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. just taking the piss, wasn't he? Some of the time. But they were. I mean, they were those two. The the two uh, uh, Thunderdome games, Chelsea and Arsenal, were yeah, you know, very satisfying. They were, the the organisation was rigid. Um, someone who's been a, a revelation. I thought he was. Ex- against Arsenal was Cresswell uh, who did things he used to do uh he was quite often in their half you know he he, if an attacking move started he got you know the ball was passed to him he you know took it forward you know helped build up play but um well I mean they were very dangerous obviously with Ozil and Sanchez and players like that um you your tackling has to be very careful around the box and he almost had kind of Steve Potts you know, tackling acumen, you know. He looks really good on that. Yeah. He really does look good there. I mean, I I think, you know, I think you're absolutely right um, to urge caution about, you know, it it is still early days and we're still, you know, we're still in a relegation fight. But um, it isn't, and I, I think some of the things he's done are not just about 
the new manager bounce, i.e. You know, people running around a bit more intensively, um, he has seen some things that, 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 that you know, identified some things and has, we've, we've actually seems to have sort of settled into a, a pattern of play and a team. So he's managed to work out a way of getting Cresswell and Masawaka in the side mm, mm. and get the better, starting getting Cresswell playing at his best again. He's recognised that Adrian is better than Hart in, um, and, and got him in. Um, he's, he said to Obiang, sit in front of the defence and, and screen, screen the back two, which has been a real problem for us over mm, a protracted mm. period of time. He's got Lanzini further forward and playing in the hole and, and creating stuff. Um, uh, and as I say, he seems to be getting the best out of Arnold. Well, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll doubtless talk was, about Arnold. Until, until he obviously went off injured, yeah. I think there's been, we've seen a bit of resurgence of Noble. And yes, also, in, in, you know, I agree. the back three just seems to be, or we've had sort of, you know, what, six or seven different players playing in that, in, mm-hmm. that, in that back five in the last five games. But they all seem to have a plan and yeah. they all mm-hmm. seem to know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And, and Cresswell's a key example yeah. because after his injury, Cresswell looked like he was absolutely shot. He's a shadow of his former yeah. self. And he, suddenly he's yeah. back and suddenly yeah. he, yeah, you know, yeah. he, you know yeah. he just understands his role in that left side of three and he can push up in those. And, you know, a lot of people just were talking about how Cresswell was exposed because he was never had anything in front of him. No. He had no defensive cover in midfield. So he was trying to play wing back, left back, yeah, and yeah. left wing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No wonder he was over, overstretched. And it, as you say, it just looks like there's a plan there, which yeah. was the major criticism of Slav in the last, he's, back yeah, in the last yeah, season. Yeah. And the, yeah. Now the change is that he's put Bonner in the middle of the back three, mm-hmm. which is, uh, normally that would have been Reed in the past. I think, yeah. I, I think it's actually said he's remembered his Italian. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, uh, one thing that's very interesting that we talked about at the time was... Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, you won't spend too long on it, but the sort of refereeing in those two games uh, at, at the Thunderdome, how much favouritism towards the big teams referees have was sort of, it, it was just sort of extraordinary. We were really uh, fighting after the goal went in, after our goal went in, the referee, it felt like he was kind of trying to even things up. Not with, you know, massive penalty shouts and stuff, but just... The fact that uh, we ended up with six yellow cards in that game, both teams were committing exactly the sort of that, that, same that number and quality of every fouls. time. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we actually did commit a few yellow card of course, offenses, of course, even taking them for the team, but they were doing the same thing. Yeah, they were and doing the same away yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. And um, then the next game was Arsenal, where well, he wasn't even noticing fouls they committed on us and blowing up for every single thing we did. It was amazing. I'd love to see this. I'm not sure we got more than two free kicks in that game. It was, it was bizarre, it was, wasn't it? It was absolutely appalling. It's also, I mean, there, there's been quite a few pieces written recently about the top six teams and their ability to foul tactically in, yeah. uh, in the middle third of the field. Yes. Or, or even, you know, sort of don't commit a major foul after the, after the yep. edge of the centre circle. And I think that's something that we have to learn from because you yeah, you, yeah. you can sort of cynically break up an attack in the sense of, well that, that was uh, that that was uh, my most hated <clears throat> football team of all time is George Graham's Arsenal because that's exactly what they did they, you, you you would you would you come to the end of a match and both teams would have a kind of similar amount of you know yellow cards and it seemed that the Arsenal were no kind of dirtier a team than anyone else but what they did was exactly that they break your rhythm up by just tripping one of your guys up the second he gets they the ball in they, didn't, the, they didn't stop doing it when Wenger came. No, that's right. No, because actually, it seemed to that that the sort of um, the race memory, like you know, animals have a kind of race memory. The race memory came through, oh, uh, you know, Tony Adams and Steve yeah. Bold and Martin Keown and Lee Dixon and Nigel Winterburn. But, so when Wenger yeah. started, they still but did in midfield. That, and that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Burkamp was a cynically dirty player. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it, and it's it's. You know, it's sort of horrible because it, it spoils the game as a spectacle because it's entirely about just breaking the other, stopping the other team even playing any football but by they, just yeah. They can up. absorb the, the yellow card suspensions now, can't they? Yeah. You know, they've got big squads. Uh, it's yeah, clearly yeah. A, ta- it's a tactic. Yes, and it was sort of a... They do it in rotation. It's a shame that referees are sort of still kind of conned by that. It seems, you know... This is something we should learn from. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort yeah. of a... I mean, yeah. It's terrible when they do it, but well, we you, do? <laughs> you know, we, I mean, there's yeah, you recognise it every time, don't you? One of those games, either the Chelsea or the Arsenal, um, 
you know, someone stole a march on Cresswell and he just sort of dragged him down by the shoulder and it was a yellow card and Cresswell went, yes, I know, I did it, I did it, knowing I would get a yellow card. That's absolutely fine, that's why I did it, don't worry about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, very, very satisfying performances and, and some of the breakaways were great. And the Stoke game, uh, which we will come to now, was sort of, God, I've got to say, I I, uh, I very rarely do that kind of live posting on Facebook while the game's on, but I did go, fucking hell, Marco, when when he missed his fourth <laughs> sitter, you know, and then the fifth one he, he banged in. Uh, you know, that sort of sheer weight of chances, though, that's yeah. what football's about, isn't it? It's yeah. like, yeah, if you, if you miss three, if you get a fourth and you stick it in, that's fine. But um, he, I mean... Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a player do that for us against a former team in no, quite no. a long time. No, so no. it's always, you know, I remember, you know, sort of Ince when he scored in the 98th minute playing for Man United to get a 2-2 draw. And, you know, we could talk about, you know, Defoe just used to do it for fun. Yeah, yeah. And to see a West Ham player do that against his former team, the Cost Hammers, I was, yeah, I, yeah. I was just laughing out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, great. You know, sort of, yeah, yeah. Punching his chest because I know Stoke quite well. I lived in Stoke right, for a bit. Right, right. And they are very did passionate. Did Why? Uh, I worked there. Oh, did you? Oh, only, only for about nine months, but I, yeah, I love yeah. the place. Is it nice? Nice is different, but it's, it's had a hard, I mean, I lived there 20 years ago and I went back there a little while ago and it's, um, yeah. you know, it, it's had a tough time. Right, And yeah. it's, it, it's very insular. You know, I've met people who are 20 years old in Stoke who'd not only never been to London, <laughs> they've been to Birmingham or Manchester. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, but I, I, there's something about the town which just really yeah. draws you in. There's something about the potteries and the art mm, mm, mm. and the art is everywhere because of the potteries. Mm. But, you know, that they will hate that. Yeah. They will absolutely <laughs> hate that because they think that, you know, Stoke is the centre of the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm not being patronised there, but no. they love their club and they love yeah, the yeah. fact that they're, you know, they are. I, I, when I was there, they were in sort of third division, League One. Yeah. So the fact they're doing well again and he's come back and he's like shoved it down the throats was absolutely glorious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And great to watch as a West Ham fan because yeah, yeah. it always happens to us. Yes, yes. It always goes the other way. It yeah, ne- yeah. We never dish it out. He's definitely got balls, hasn't he? I mean, I, you know, yeah. I. I, I I hope he can sustain this because I think he's he, even when he was at Stoke he blew he blew hot and cold didn't he and they, you know you yeah. feel that he's got the talent hasn't he and got the got the well, got, I the, always got thought, the chops to be you a, know, a top six player yes. but he obviously isn't because yeah, he's yeah. there are flaws there are personality flaws yeah without are. without any you know mm. without anything on the horizon suggesting that he might ever play for us whenever I saw Stoke on telly or when Stoke came to play us or we went up there I always thought that guy's great you know um he's a strong uh, guy so I, th- I think it's a question of sort of apply application and attitude and if mm, uh, mm. you know it goes back to what we said about slav not having a plan um and how much you know reading the jacob steinberg interview how much yeah. he had to do with the the signings um in the summer but Moyes is clearly you know i was listening to liam rossinia on a on a five Monday night club, and it said the only thing that players love is a manager that comes in and tells them exactly what to do, yeah, and how to do it yeah, for yeah. ninety minutes. And clearly, that's what is happening to Anatovic. He's been told be brutal, <clears throat> push hard, Mm-mm. you know, sort of you know, stretch your defenses and go for goal. But he's and, been brought inside, you know, he's been brought inside, hasn't he? I mean, that, yeah. that's that's he's playing much more centrally. Yeah, uh, uh, really sort of wanted him to play as. Was the winger, the, winger. Or the, wide, yeah, well, yeah. the wide man yeah, in the yeah. front three? We're now playing two up front with with one withdrawn with Lanzini behind yeah. them. I mean, very much what we we a couple of times have mentioned that we loved the football that we played when Redknapp played the three five two. Yeah, because of Kitson up front and Berkovic yeah, yeah, behind. Yeah. Them. yeah. Then, yes, um, it's interesting because 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 nominally it has Antonio as the kind of right through the middle and Arnautovic as a support striker, but but. Uh, Arnautovic is, is a tiny bit more talented and, and uh, you know, especially inside the box. I mean, that, that was the frustrating thing about the missed chances is that he does the, exactly the right thing to, like, just move the ball slightly to get the better shooting yeah. angle, but then he ballses it up, like, you know, four times. There was the one straight at the keeper. Well, that wasn't hard. The, yeah. yeah, the save Come was... The one that hit the bar was unlucky. Yeah. Uh, but the, also, you know, that um, blasting over yeah. uh, and then yeah. a foot wide because yeah. it was the goalkeeper's near side both times, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And you go, that's a good, you know, good choice. But he's, the execution yeah. slightly goes wrong. But you kind of go, well, that's great. I mean, to, to because if you, you know, if you're going to get five of those in a game, one of them you'll stick in and that's all you've got to do, you know. Like, uh, uh, you know, 
was it at the end of the Chelsea or the Arsenal where Sacco has a has a you know sort of quite a good chance and puts it a foot wide uh, because he's very good at that sort of doesn't need a touch to control it just you know redirects it into the net and sure enough one comes off at Stoke and you know because he's had so few minutes on the pitch Mm. you kind of go well that's probably about right however however, before the one that came off we must talk about the extraordinary uh, sort of you know you're not you know I know Dennis Burkett may be an indebted player but Mm -hmm. I think he might have had slightly greater attempts at sort of knocking it back from there and he just seemed to you know, he seemed to like to want to poo the ball into the net it was just <laughs> yeah, a r- ridiculous sort of manoeuvre yeah thought, oh. yeah well I mean I think he wanted it along the ground rather than sort of yeah. dinked over didn't he so it was a little hard for I sort of you know cut him a bit of slack for that but it was um you know, it was a brilliant performance that spoke the the the, the Stoke one I mean uh, the penalty sort of broke the deadlock and we sort <laughs> yes. of we won that penalty uh it was tough, wasn't it? And it looks like Lanzini might get a ban for 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 diving. Um, I I mean, What's two that? guys had a go at him. He could easily have gone down for a yes, free kick, marginally outside the box, just outside, uh, because the first guy was just clawing <clears throat> him back. So yeah. so you know, I mean, it felt like I hate diving. I I hate sort of. I feel that too many. George, we were talking about this in the pub. I I I, I I'd like to see. I don't know, like a fifth as many penalties that are given. I think too many penalties get given. I think they're, you know, things I don't like when they're given for things like when the goalkeeper, you know, does the old Bob Wilson role to collect a ball off a player's feet and therefore might roll into the player and take the player out. Mm. That used to be fine. That's what the Bob Wilson role was. It's like when a hedgehog <coughs> goes into a ball and rolls along. And that used to... They go, well, he's got the ball. Well, there, was, there was the Hart one at Everton, wasn't there? Yes. Which, was a, a, yeah. which is a nonsense. Yes. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but if you do agree that you want to eradicate diving, um, I, I was surprised he was charged because it was by far and away the, not the worst offence. No, well, no. But West Ham, we've got a decision to make. Now, we're, we're recording this before the, you know, the deadline of appealing. So do you take, <clears throat> do you take it against um, Arsenal and... Newcastle, Newcastle Arsenal in the Caribou Cup and, uh, and Newcastle New on Saturday weekend. or do you risk that it's you know sort of um, Bournemouth West Brom or West Brom Tottenham mm, mm, mm. I mean if you're looking at sort of if we talk about you know game management and season yeah, management yeah. what do you do I mean I don't wow. think we'll, I don't think we'll win that and is there any point appealing for something that we well I mean he's he's critically important as a player for us right now um, and we're also short of numbers in in, in midfield so well, it might be time what, for that. I don't um, know what the news on Noble's injury is. Might be um, the time for the kind of uh, um, the complicatedly named bloke, Haxabanovich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to to come in. Yeah. Certainly he's, tomorrow. He's eighteen, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's a difficult thing. I mean, you, you have to realise that you know, even if we win on Saturday, we'll have twenty points with half the season gone, mm-hmm. and that's. A long way from being yeah, sort of still safe. not still not brilliant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but things have the, things have changed a bit, haven't they? In terms of the the, the, the way the team is playing, but also the, the fact we've got a lot of home games against rival teams to, mm. to come. Yeah, it's a, still a points chase, isn't it? But it's much yeah. uh, and you, and, much and you're happier. Drinking coke in the in the public. No, it's, I think I think you know <laughs> you're still There's in a relegation battle, but you're looking you're looking one of the teams more likely. If if we beat Newcastle, this is very similar to what uh, happened last year in that yeah. we beat uh, Berlin Hull in very quick succession, yes, in, yes. and that kind of transformed our yes. season in many ways because we went from being down dogs to looking like we're well, going to be okay. You're, you're not mm-hmm. playing under that kind of pressure. I think if yeah. you know that that's that you you described the the games against um, City, uh, Chelsea, and Arsenal as kind of free hits, mm-hmm. and that's absolutely right. They they we 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 could play with a, a degree of freedom. Um, it was three games in which the the discipline of the of the back four started, you know, the back yeah, three, yeah. sorry, and the and, and the wing back started to improve, and you, they they played with freedom without pressure and and got the four points out of those games, and then suddenly you go to Stoke and you're not under the kind of pressure. If we'd had, if we'd have gone in there still on ten points, ten points, yeah, I'm not sure you'd have seen that performance. I, I, you know, it affects players. Doesn't We're it? just going to pause briefly, and we'll be back after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. 
Welcome back. Jim, um, what do you think uh, moving forward? If you have an iPhone and you are listening to this podcast, what? podcast check out our Jim? new iPhone app. Huh? You can listen to this episode and previous ones, download them seamlessly and automatically listen offline. But Get the latest news about the team from the nation's experts and official what? videos from the club and less official places too. The Stop Hammer Time app is free at app.westhampodcast.com. Right. Well, this. <clears throat> Uh, as you may have uh, uh, gleaned, having listened to this podcast uh, the last few weeks, we are we are entering our uh, a decade of doing this podcast. In fact, probably about now might have been when we did our first one ten years ago. Uh, and uh, we've been going through the archives on these uh, uh, on these podcasts, finding uh, some of the the, um, the emails and messages that we we managed to um, intercept. Uh, also, some that were legitimately sent to me because, as a season ticket holder, I get an email on a Monday morning quite often from the club. Quite often. From Characters involved in the club, the manager or, or, or the captain, so, some, sometimes from players saying it, how good or bad the game was at the weekend. And this was one that was received uh, at uh, Christmas, um, uh, a Christmas message from one of the players Excellent. in the club. I'll try to uh, uh, do it some justice uh, vocally. Uh, <clears throat> Hello, and season's greetings from me, Luis Boamorte. As I sit here by a roaring fire with a mince pie and a small glass of sherry, wearing slippers made from the skin of my enemies, <laughs> I am wrapping festive gifts, gifts for the deprived children of East London as part of my ongoing charity work. I ponder deeply the significance of this holy time and also why it must be so difficult to find the end of the sellotape. Christmas is a time of year when those of us lucky enough... To, I mean, there must be some kind of tool or device that can locate the end of a piece of sellotape. I'm just saying. As a team, we are entering a critical run of games over the holiday period. And is it, I mean, I would have finished wrapping the presents by now if it hadn't taken so long to find the end of the tape. The suppliers of this tape, W.H. Smith in Romford, are now enemies of Luis Boamorte, and I will hunt them down and make a nourishing soup from their bones and hair. <clears throat> Our manager, Ag Avram Grant, has said that we must... I mean, for God's sake! Since I have been speaking to you, I have not found the end of the tape. I know it's there, but to all extents and purposes, it has vanished. Like Jack Collison. I am now enraged, and as I throw the ball of sellotape into the roaring fire, I curse the parents of the deprived children of East London. If they had worked harder, I, Luis Boamorte, would not have to buy presents for their children. I will kill them. I will kill them all. How am I expected to deal with these fuckwits while I'm trying to get off Prozac? And the fact that we are losing all the time doesn't help. Stop booing me, shitheads! I hate you fucking cockney lard asses with all your leave it out, mate! And you're having a laugh! I will kill you! I will kill you all! Merry Christmas. Come on, you irons. Luis Boamorte. Ah, uh, excellent. Yeah, he was some... Um, like the what, way a, what a character he was. He was. He's bubbly. He was a bubbly character. He was. I like the way you updated it seven years later by wrapping gifts. I thought it was quite an yeah, interesting yeah. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Uh, much maligned. Much maligned. He was all right, wasn't he? He wasn't as good as he was when he was at Fulham. No. He also responsible for driving, uh, driving Mohamed Al-Fayed into an absolutely existential rage. Because apparently we did a deal that we bought him on something like the 1st of January and we wouldn't play him on the 3rd. And then we did. Right. And he was basically, he had this kind of blood libel threat and hatred against West Ham ever since. Brilliant. Brilliant. Ah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was a little bit better than people tended to give him credit well, for. Well, I saw that thing of like, you know, good players in malfunctioning teams. Yes. He was kind of, you know, kind of, I think we probably got him sort of. Did he come? When did he come? Did he come in the Lucas Neal, sort of the end of 2007, when um, Kirby bought a bunch of footballers? I like, must have like, been, Do you think he came in that batch? Or oh, you're thinking he came in, Jan in the January window? Did he? 
I, I might be confused. Was it Rufus Brevet that drove Mohammed Al Fayed into a rage? Oh, there, there was a player. There well, was there he? was a player yeah. that we sold yeah, that yeah. we bought and promised we wouldn't play. Right, right. But that might have been um, that might be going back a long time. <laughs> I might be going back to a. I we sold Ian Pierce to Fulham, didn't we? And got Andy Melville back in return. Mm. Yes, that's right. I think mm. right. Yeah, he was. He had a bit of a renaissance at Fulham, Ian Pearce, but he'd sort of his knees had gone, hadn't yeah. they? I think he's sort yeah. of... Um, he was a decent player, though. Brilliant. I mean, when he first came, when Harry got him in, he was just great. Uh, yeah. He was once responsible for me taking a, um, a programme off air at uh, the BBC because um, I was... I'd left... I'd been doing the sort of the... the Ian Pierce's day. children's house party. No, no, I was doing five live breakfast, and I'd I'd left uh, sort of some contacts, and I hadn't passed them on. So somebody logged onto my computer, and we have a um, the way that we construct news and do the running orders and everything else, and keep all our information is in something called the Ele- electronic news production system, mm-hmm. which is known as ENPS. Now you could rename these icons on your computer. So mine right, just said right. Ian Pierce. Right. So you know, it was sort of a small nod to against the yeah, man yeah. to kick yeah, against yeah, the man. Yeah, so yeah, somebody looked yeah. on the computer and couldn't find <laughs> this whole thing, right, to, which had right. the entire information <laughs> from following all his program. Right. So right. Uh, basically, it was, a, it was a it was a game. I think it might have even been the, um, the disastrous reversal against Wimbledon when we were three 0 up and uh, oh, lost four three. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. It was basically, I was on the phone on the on the North Bank or whatever, <laughs> trying to sort of explain what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah. Disastrous day. Well, that was your attempt to make the com- computer system secure by having a password and, uh, and a knife that nobody could find. Yeah, to yeah. get into trouble for that seems uh, <clears throat> churlish. You're being yeah. security conscious. I think there's more of a for fuck's sake yeah, rather yeah. than getting into yeah. trouble. Um, so we. Um, uh, so things are a bit healthier now. We're sort of, you know, it's very tight down there, isn't it? It's one, you know, one win either yes, way. It's an unusual league table, isn't it? It's partly skewed by the fact that, that Man City are, are, are sort of winning every game. Yeah, in their yeah, yeah. Way. Um, there was that weird statistic after that game against us. Arsenal were um, were closer to bottom than they were in points mm. terms than they were to uh, the top. Yeah, to it's top. bizarre, isn't it? So it's it's um, yeah. and Man United, you know, are being overshadowed, but actually having one of their best. Starts yes, to a season yes. since the Fergie days. Moaning for Man United fans at the moment is absolutely unbelievable. Extraordinary, isn't it? It just mm-hmm. you know, sort of. You know, they only stopped. They've only just stopped telling me how Moyes is going to destroy us and take us down yes. by playing tedious football. Now they're saying, "Oh God, you've got a bit of a bounce, but you hate it." I said, "I'm living with it at the moment." Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's just, you know the thing about Slavin uh, versus Moyes. I mean, um, a. a uh, uh, maybe I won't Im- implicate him by saying his name, but a, a journalist we know, um, uh, I spoke to this morning and uh, he said uh, that he he uh, was sort of pleased that Bilic uh, was eventually uncovered as a, a fraud. He's never liked Bilic, didn't okay. think he's a good manager, doesn't think he's a sort of talented manager and kind of went, he's a bit of a fraud. Um, the other side of that is what Moyes is and what he brings. As we've said a couple of times on this podcast, I I always sort of liked um, Moyes' Everton and sort of thought that could be us, especially when they were kind of, you know, around sixth or seventh quite a lot, or maybe not sixth, but just seventh or eighth, you know, sort of in those... those no, areas. no, you had them in top um, six no, quite a yeah, few yeah. seasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had a couple of seasons where uh, they like were the sort Champions of... Champions League. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah, where they were sort of... They had a couple of seasons where they were sort of cash-strapped... You know, like we were in the kind of 90s and early noughties and did okay. And I also thought that he, in a way, a bit like West Ham, sort of there were, there would often be some good players like Arteta. You know, he had, if you're, if you've got a dour, sort of pragmatic, stoky West Bromy type team, you're not going to have Arteta in that team. But he did because, you know, Arteta was a kind of a good. For, you know, he was our Berkovich. He was he was our sort of. He had flair. You know, Cahill was a good player. Uh, Pinar's a good player. You know, Fellaini's sort of a good player. He, he, people think he's a bit agricultural because he's such a giant, but uh, he sort of fell out of favour a bit, I think, under um, Van Hal. But now Mourinho seems to quite like him. Doesn't really start him, but he mm. often gets a kick every game. He's just sort of all right, Fellaini. I've got half a feeling he might I mean, turn you up. I mean, you sense part of the issue was was the whole, not just the manager with Billish, but the backroom 
set up and and, yeah. and what was going on in on the training pitch and what yeah. where I, you know and you, and you you also said that Moyes has got a good experienced people who people who know the league know English know he's, English he's got football, three Premier League you know. managers hasn't yeah. he he's got yeah. McKinley yeah. uh Pierce and Irvine, all yeah. of whom have managed Premier League clubs. Yeah. So they kind of know the way around things. And also I think that Moyes may just may f- not let David Sullivan take the piss. No, no. And I think no. that, you know, he will, you know, he will be, maybe, <laughs> maybe what we need is a 1980s style capo manager who's going yeah, to yeah. sort of dominate that club. And well, if I he think- can do that, and if he, you know, if you can get rid of, if you can sort of banish the thousand yard Sunderland stare yeah. and get his mojo back, yeah, yeah. Pierce and Irvine and. Well, you know, I mean, Billich seemed sort of in need of help and bereft of ideas, but even towards the end, he's standing in that technical area completely on his own for like 90 minutes. Moyes has got Pierce coming up. They're they're pointing at the game, discussing what's Pierce happening. Is on the taking on the fourth official. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. taking on the fourth Pierce official. is helping with the time wasting. Yes, very, exactly. Very useful. <laughs> Huge skill to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his uh, knee and hip dislocated, <laughs> kicking that ball into into the crowd. Um, but it was like you know, kind of. Like, this is a man that really needs help, but he's not even talking to anyone else on the touchline. I know he never really has done that, but. Um, but, you know, you sort of expect that if there are other people with the manager, they might go, hey, do you think that we should, you know, just have a little bit of a chat on the on the touchline? And sort of, um, you know, Moyes does seem to engage with the other coaches, you know, the, the coaching staff on the touchline and sort of discuss what's going on in the game like anyone, <laughs> you would expect anyone to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's... As has been said a lot of times, you know, he needs this as much as we need it yeah, as well. I mean, yeah, and his immediate job is this season to keep us up. If he keeps us up, he'll get some kind of contract extension, I'm assuming. Um, but then I think longer term, it's always more of a challenge. But teams work out how you, you know, second, you know, it is harder because teams work out how to play against you. Mm-hmm. They'll be doing that even towards the end of this season. It'll be a bit more difficult second time we play some of these teams. Yeah. I mean, so is it possible um, that he had three hospital passes in Manu, Sociedad and Sunderland? Well, I think Manu was, was a sort of hospital pass in the sense that, um, it, it was just an impossible. The Fergie kind of ran the and team the, and, down, and, yeah, and then handed it on. Yeah, and there wasn't I mean? ever going to be I, yeah. the trust with a manager like him to spend big. You know, well, they haven't really spent big until Mourinho's turned up, have they? They didn't even really back Van Gaal massively no. in the. Also, you for know, them by their mm, standards, in his tenure, they finished seventh and won over half their games under Moyes that season with Manchester United. It's sort of by by yeah. most other people's terms, that season would not have been yeah. a huge disaster. It's like he took over from another manager. They finished just outside the Champions League place in seventh the, and won over half their games. But the huge rush inside the club you know there was allegations of things going on with Moise's family and with other things that went on with right. players and, and it seemed to be you know he never kind of got hold of that club no and I think I, I my, my knowledge of Real Sociedad is somewhat slim but you know the uh you know Sunderland have gone through a ridiculous amount well of they're very yeah. dysfunctional aren't they very yeah. dysfunctional and, yeah so you know it, where do you start with Sunderland in terms of what's going on? Well, he must have regretted taking that. Very early in the season. I mean, I think they'd only played a couple of games where he sort of, um, in a sort of slightly catastrophic bit of kind of PR, said, uh, yeah. we're in a relegation scrap when they played like two games. And you're like, come on, Dave, don't, yeah. you know, that's a shit yeah. manager says that. But in fact, I sort of think that in retrospect, it was almost a cry for help at the beginning <laughs> going, you know, I don't think yeah. I can do much here. Yeah. And there was, you know, the, I, I, I was listening, uh, I, I was driving yesterday lunchtime and um, there was a Sunderland fan saying, who is this man on West Ham's touchline? I don't understand where this <laughs> is coming from. We want a refund of the wages of the imposter that's, you know, yeah, stood yeah. bereft, hopelessly, you know, looking towards Gateshead and, you know, without much joy. Yeah. In a sense, I mean, <clears throat> despite the fact that, you know, one of the things we, we sort of know about him is, is a couple of sort of slight PR gaffes, like his thing with the lady last... Yes. Well, last, when he assaulted a woman, he, slightly more than PR, more threatened to assault a woman. When he threatened to assault a woman. Or Vicky Spark. He's, a, he's actually 
made all the right noises all the way through the season. The things he said to the fans uh, or to, you know, anyone with a microphone when he became the manager were exactly the right things to say. Well, he said, yeah. this is a great club, you know, great history. It, um, exactly. And he said things that said, you know, you, uh, it, we have to sort out our defending, yeah. but, you know, we want to attack the other team's goal as yeah. well. We all, want all to... All the things that Allardyce didn't say no, exactly. when he took yeah. over. I mean, similarly unpopular, I think, as an, mm, as an appointment, as a choice, yeah. but recognised by many as pragmatic sensible yeah. circumstances um, but what Allardyce did mm. was come in and rather arrogantly tell us we were rubbish and yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't have any respect for the club he was and- a northern bloke trying to push <clears throat> himself down south and that was a, that yeah. Was a problem yeah. Yeah. Just one small detail about uh, Moyes' unveiling under the terms of the contract we had to pay to unveil Moyes at the stadium <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> which I think is just fantastic little detail because oh, we've only got a certain amount of access at a certain amount of time you can hold a press, press conference at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but um, I think I think we're quite I suspect we're quite a difficult team to manage now because there is the raised the raised expectation it's difficult club, club possibly mm-hmm. yes I'm not sure you know you, you get this you, problems being undermined by chairman in various ways and vice chairman um, mm. vice chairman um, but I think huge expectation uh, you've got to play some kind of progressive uh, attacking football in that you know, stadium in that stadium but generally yeah. anyway I mean I think that's what people want to want to see no but I think I mean, you know, that, that is a thing about that. is never going to cut it even no, no. if Allardyce proved that even though he was kind of pragmatically at times effective nobody the style of play was, was, was deemed was unacceptable no um, I think to unite you know, sixty thousand people in that kind of big yeah, thunder going. It it doesn't have to be step overs and flicks no. and uh, you know uh, ribenas or whatever those things are called ribonas ribonas. But it's just got to be progressive. And you know, I've said this a couple of times in this podcast. I went to those first two games at the Olympic Stadium, the um, the Europa League one and the Juventus friendly, and that became immediately apparent. You know, when when the football became a bit boring, the silence was. Cr- absolutely suffocating mm. uh, and you th- but, but but it doesn't it doesn't mean that the crowd are going oh this is not you know champagne football they just want progressive football. but the atmosphere has definitely just just of itself yeah. improved this season Chelsea and Arsenal were both no good no question about it I, th- I, I think there's real reasons there's interesting reasons for that um, I mean it started at Leicester yeah that was it great it was the Leicester and I think it was because West Ham had actually literally hit rock bottom there was the yeah. uh there was the whole thing with Billich and the way it was handled. Then there was a ridiculous situation with, you know, West Ham stewards going in and taking fans at flags away at Watford. Mm, then mm, the mm. banning, unbanning, and then sort of reactions to that, which is followed with the Andy Swallow group, which is, uh, you know, sort of developed through. And I think that, you know, that's all of that has given us a bit of identity back in mm. many ways. And, mm. you, know, and, and, you know, we've been banging away at Harissa for sort of <laughs> a year, but, and, you know, what, they are doing in that group there is the same sort of thing we want to do but a slightly different route yeah but what they're able to do is they're able to sort of galvanize a voice and sort of you know that let's raise the temperature a bit and i think yeah that, you know, yeah i think that you, you can't you can't crap on us anymore and we will no. stand up now and i think that that was a really kind of that's what i saw at leicester and it was happening directly below me in the yeah in the 140s and the one oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, else yeah, in that, yeah. that corner area. Yeah. And there was a determination that we will not be defeated yeah. by either the opposition or our own board. Yes. And I think it was a fantastic spirit. Yeah, that's yeah. And it's kind of run through now and it's, you know, it, it's, it's something that's there and it's like, yeah. you know, death or glory times, the inglorious yeah. bastards times. We're going to come and take it all on. Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, uh, uh, it's not just a defensive rear guard parking the bus action that's that, that's that's characterised the last uh, sort of four games. It, it's uh, it's resolute, skilled defending that Manchester City shouldn't criticise. They should sort of admire it. Yeah. Really, you know the fact that well, you know if you you know you're pissed off that it was difficult for you to win this game you know well, what do you expect yeah. I mean, you, it should be difficult for you to win a game in a top league for, oh it's too difficult for us so, you know they parked the bus they didn't no they, we did I, defend I don't well. think you we know, parked the bus in that game no, no, I, I, I thought so. yeah, we, we yeah. had a we tried our best and we were organised there was a counter-attacking plan and we mm-hmm. created but several really good chances and yeah. we we had the temerity to build a platform to build those counter-attacks yeah. from and I think that, that you know and I, I said I've got a I, I, I think I mentioned this, but when I was in, a, I, I went to Lancaster University, and my mm. roommate was a City fan. So, and this was this was David White, Mel Machin, yeah, yeah, real dog area. I used to love going down there, and I've yeah. got a lot of time for all the old sweats that sat oh, through the yeah. crap 
to yeah. get what they are now. Yeah, but, they know, dropped I, twice, yeah. didn't they? I mean, yeah. it, it, since the advent of the Premier League, they had that. Yeah. You know, when they had that sort of German Uwe Rossler up front, they they didn't they drop well, they, they dropped twice, didn't they? To yeah, the, they were in the third division. Yeah, they were in yeah, the third yeah. division. It was a. Uh, I mean, I watched it with my friend from Stockport, who I was sharing a flat with in uh, Wimbledon, and sort of making an absolute knob of himself uh, mm. watching City beat Gillingham, and they have been down and they've been very low, but and now but they are backed by. An incredibly rich country, yeah, yeah, you know, is is a sovereign wealth fund that is backing them. So, yes. please don't criticise us for turning up with uh, no, no, James, exactly. you know, sort of a yeah. Winston Reid and yeah, yeah. Aaron Cresswell to try and take on your superstars, yeah, yeah. who are fantastic to watch, yeah. and I enjoy watching them when you're not playing us. No, absolutely, absolutely. And how are things with uh, Huisa at the moment? It's good. It's um, it's going on. Uh, we got a new chairman, uh, or I say interim chairman, but you know. Hopefully we'll dot some I's and cross some T's later. And uh, we are involved in things like the Champion Stones. There's a lot of kind of fan experience stuff that's going on, which we're concentrating on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you ever get Mark on here, he'll be slightly more forthright about his views about some of the answers we've been given. Right, right. But um, if you've got a Champion Stone and you've talked to us, we're coming back to you, that's load old nonsense. And... There's just lots of other things going on, which yeah. temporarily escape me because I'm sort of, you know, my, I'm, I'm in my reverie post Stoke now. But uh. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Do uh, do seek out uh, WHUISA uh, and uh, join up. Join up. It's like three quid or something. Three quid. Should, Price for um, a pint. We should talk about the forthcoming. Yes, we should do. We should do that. Um, Big game for me. Big game for me because we always have the Geordie massive come down. Yeah, and it's you know I don't know how many will come down this time, but last. Uh, Obviously, they weren't here last year. But on a Monday night, they had something like 40, 50 people in the Black Lions. So, right, uh, right. Wow. And, uh, you know, and I reckon about a dozen of those who come from London, the rest have come all the way down. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. rollicking, absolute piss-taking bastards yeah, from yeah. before the game and all the way through. And um, if we dare to lose, it'll be a nightmare afterwards in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, the... the the sort of post Ashley era has slightly taken the taint off uh, best fans in the country because they 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 you know they have seemed a bit moany in the last kind of decade or so. But, but I always saw them as uh, when I went to college uh, in sort of North London where I still live. Um, we sometimes went to see we went to Arsenal at Highbury, you know, because someone went should we go and you could walk in. Uh, and uh, I remember a game. Uh, I think Beardsley and Gascoigne played in it. Uh, and uh, uh, we went in with the Newcastle fans, and it was just brilliant. It was just the most raucous bunch of football fans. It was fun. They made the place, you know, because the library uh, is known for you know, love, various love, reasons. I, they made a huge amount of noise. I love going up there for games. I love the North East. I love, I love going to all the North East uh, grounds, yeah. actually. And, but it's the fact that there's something about that single club in a city... Like everyone's heading towards that that stadium on match yeah. day. The whole place is black and white. Is is the place where you know football most feels like yeah. it's, like it's yeah, like yeah. it's a religion, like it's some kind of yes, ritual true, thing true. that people are going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is a very good. It's a very. I, I've always found as a way fans very welcoming, very interesting place. They talk interestingly about the football. Mm-hmm. They're very knowledgeable on the whole. I think they are good fans, really, on the whole. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, they've had raised expectations as well, haven't they? Yeah, all, yeah I mean, yeah. all football fans are a bit moany these days. <coughs> I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, but you know, we've both been through London-focused businessmen with slightly dodgy. Well, dodgy is the wrong <laughs> word, but slightly sort of uh, not entirely with the club's interest all the time. No, in, the, no, in, no. in our views, so. So what are we uh, what are we hoping? I mean, there is a you know, obviously the shine has to come off at some point. Uh, yes. You know, I definitely take. We sort of said, um, you know, that the Arsenal and Chelsea games were uh, all very well, but it was then the next two games that we we really needed to sort of consolidate that. Otherwise, there's no point in beating Chelsea and drawing with Arsenal. And at the moment, we uh, you were kind of going, you know, four points from those two games, another four points would be fine. Uh, if, you know, I, we would probably be happy with a draw with Newcastle if uh, if we played well. And you know, because Newcastle similarly, they're they're expecting a reaction as well so so um we it's possible for us to be the more complacent of the two teams and for newcastle to come and really give it a go because they've sort of 
they're in a kind of disastrous run and they've got to turn it around. And often for a football team playing against West Ham United, oh, well, we know that's it how evolved, you do that. don't we? Yes, we know it evolved. But, you know, that didn't happen at Stoke. No. Um, and we did, you know, win that game very, very comfortably. You'd have to hope that something like that is going to carry on. Lanzini will be a miss if he's if he's not there. Mm. I think you know, sort of it, it's the injury situation in midfield. Yeah, is, yeah. It's potentially the the problem with I, that. I, I'm confident he's got a plan. We'll have Reed back. Yes. Rice can play in the centre. Yes. Um, Wilmers at Coyote may be back. Although yeah. in that sort of shape, he comes back in. He's, yeah. You know, he's yeah. You know, he's gone from kind of hero to slightly bit of a duffer. Yes. Uh, and, yes. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he might play IU just behind there. Yeah, that, that's that's um, the that's that's a, that's a possibility. Not, yeah. not, you're not going to get the same kind of level of no, no. But he works hard and he can play. But he, it does work hard. I'd, I'd love to see more of IU, but yes. I think you know he might. Yeah, mm. maybe at the risk of sounding sort of uh, slightly Barcelona, you could have those three players rotating. You could have kind of you know an yeah. outer pitch and Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I can't see Antonio dropping back and sort of. No, that's not his him. game. Is but it? yeah, if you could have yeah. that situation, we had Antonio up front and maybe I. No, and yeah. uh, we're all a lot. I think we're going to win. Further, Antonio <laughs> is away from our goal. Mm-hmm. The safer I always yeah, feel yeah, yeah. to a certain extent. Um, um, two one. I'm going to say it to us. I think we. I think we should. And oh, I don't want to jinx it. I think we will win it two 0 I agree. I think it we. I'm going to say 3-1 because I can't have the same as you two. And no. I think that uh, otherwise my Saturday evening will be utterly miserable with mm. sarcastic, good-natured yes. Geordies. And, and what about tomorrow night? Oh, God. I mean, is, is he going to see that as a distraction and be quite happy and put out... I mean, Arsenal will put out the, a, a sort of kidsy sort of side, will they, do you think? Or not? Or will well, they, they be seeing it well, as... Who was that left back who played against us? I never heard yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he looked yeah, terrific. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That's, terrific. You know, that's the quality of the sort of the stuff <laughs> yeah, they can bring yeah, in, yeah, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll probably think we'll probably see Wilshire again. And, yes, uh, yes. You know, he's on his run. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, can no. I say I don't really care? No, I don't really. Uh, uh, Let's not have predictions. Babe, we get to Wembley. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. 2-2. So. <laughs> um, two, two, they win on penalties. Oh, I think we might get well beat tomorrow, actually. Right. I think we're, I, we're, yeah. Yeah, it's a way, yeah, isn't it? One, yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, that's probably it. Uh, this will probably be our last uh, Stop Hammer time of the year. So, uh, oh, well, Merry uh, Christmas to Merry everybody. Christmas to everyone. And, I'll uh, enjoy we'll my Millwall Christmas uh, yes. with my Millwall brother-in-law. Yes, yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, George man. is going to a, for a Millwall-based uh, Christmas a Millwall brother-in-law who's married into a Millwall family oh. who includes boxers and prison officers. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Well, you're the consigliere of, a, of an organisation with its tendrils deep in crime, <laughs> so you could possibly have him killed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that still happens. If I get um, out there alive, I'll try. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And George Mann. Thank you very much. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.